Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. You know, I, I love the, the opportunity we have. I love that Pastor Paul and Marie have committed our church to be a church where every year we'll take time to anoint people afresh with the Holy Spirit, with the, the anointing oil, and just to keep declaring that the kingdom of God in their life will be expanding and advancing in Jesus' name. The truth of it is, is that if we are going to live and fulfill God's call on our life, we cannot do it with just good intention. We cannot do it with just great gift. We must be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We must carry an anointing. And what I really felt as I was looking at this this last couple of weeks, and often we'll anoint believing for favor. We'll anoint believing for blessing. We'll anoint believing for the reality of the hand of the enemy or any plan of the enemy to be thwarted and that that be a, a real conviction of what we carry in the victory of the cross in Christ. But I also felt very clearly like God say to me, it's not so much an anointing of blessing, but it's an anointing of sending. It's not so much just about, hey, God, what do you want to do in me? It's actually more about, God, what do you want to do through me? And as we've had in Power Weekend, we have to understand, we have to be big enough in our faith to realize, yes, it first comes to us. But once we are saved and once we have the Spirit of God in us, it's about what He wants to do through us. And the reality of the anointing is, yes, it comes upon us, but it's not just about us. More importantly, I believe we're called to be anointed for others. We are called to be anointed for others. To be anointed means you are set apart. You are consecrated, right? That you are chosen for God's purpose for this time. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to Isaiah 61. And uh, I've loved the last couple of days. I've loved the fun that we've had and the passion that we've had and the laughs that we've had. And it's just so, so, so great. And but I, I want to, I, I, no, I'm, I'll probably get stirred up. I will. I'm going to try to say I'll stay, I'll stay chilled, but no, I probably won't. We'll end, up, we'll end up revving it up. But the Bible says this in Isaiah 61, this incredible prophet. He says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. I wonder if we realize if the spirit of the Lord is on us. I wonder if we claim it. I wonder if we actually get up and go, oh God, thank you that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. But why is it on us? I love what he says, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He's anointed me because He wants me to bind up broken hearts. He's anointed me because He wants me to proclaim freedoms to the captives and the release from darkness, the prisoners, to declare the year of the Lord's favour and the day of comeback or vengeance of our God. Can you say amen? To comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness. Don't you love that when it comes to the oil, the anointing of God, it brings joy and gladness. Come on, it doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you unapproachable. It actually makes you uh, carry something that shifts circumstances and others. Instead of mourning, He wants you to have a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. There are a lot of people that are carrying despair at this time. And God's saying, I want you to carry a garment of praise. But it comes through His anointing. And there's, listen to this bit. This bit I love. This bit is just where it just flips everything in the reality that we're anointed for others. Because they, those who were in prison, those who were broken, those who were bound up, those who only knew bad news, those who had a spirit of despair, those who were in mourning. It says they, they 
that group, because of the anointing that God wants to do on us and through us, they will now be called Oaks of Righteousness. Come on, they will become a planting for the Lord for the display of His splendor. So they're going to go from prisoners and captors and then people are going to literally see what God has done in their life and they're going to marvel at the goodness of God. Marvel at the reality of what God has done in their life. There is, in, there is so many of us in this room that we can look back on our lives and go, man, I used to be the despairer. I used to be the person that was broken. I used to walk around with no vision for my life. My hands up. I never used to even, I didn't when I was about 18, 19. I didn't know, sorry, if I, when I was about 16, 17, sorry. I didn't even know if I'd be alive after 21. I had no vision past 21. But when the Spirit of the Lord got upon me, all of a sudden, it's not about living this day. It's about living God's promise for the future. And He released something. But they, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. Come on, and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the cities that have been devastated for generations. Anointed for others. Anointed for others. And so I want to go quickly, and I want to look at this, but really quickly, just a couple of cool things. is In Exodus 30, is actually the instructions to Moses around the anointing oil, how to create the anointing oil, what ingredients to put in the anointing oil. The five ingredients were pure M-Y-R-R-H, like pure myrrh, sweet cinnamon, sweet calamus. I was going to say hummus, but it's not hummus. Sweet calamus, uh, cassia, and then also a hen of olive oil, which is a large substance of olive oil. Five ingredients. And it's amazing that the people who were anointed in the Bible were the foundational people who enabled the fivefold ministry of God to take place. They were apostles, they were teachers, they were evangelists, they were prophets, and they were pastors. Five ingredients, and they're the fivefold foundational ministries that outflowed because of those who were anointed. Isn't it amazing that the five also in the Bible represents grace? Isn't that awesome? So anointing doesn't become because of what I've done. It doesn't become because you've got some sort of uh, list in your life of how well you've achieved to this point. No, the anointing comes through the grace of God. It comes through the fact that He wants to gift us with the anointing. He wants to place that over our lives, which is awesome. And it's incredible because in the Bible, three kinds of people were anointed. Priests, kings, and prophets. Priests, kings, and prophets were anointed. And when they were anointed, they were set apart and set into that ministry. It's funny because today we don't talk about the dynamic of these fivefold ministries as much as we should. We don't talk about the reality that you are a prophet of God. A lot of us would say, oh, I'm not a prophet. No, but the Bible says when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll speak in a language of the Holy Ghost and you will prophesy. You are a prophet of God. If you've got the Spirit of God in you, then you've got the prophet. You've got the ability to prophesy life. You've got the prophet to prophesy the future and to prophesy the promises of God. I am spitting. You can't see that, but unfortunately at home, it's really clear you can see that. They used to say in old school Christian jokes, you know, if you're spitting, then it's anointed. It's not. It's, it's just a, a need to swallow. It's really, that's all it is. But, but come on, we, we've actually got to get back to the reality that we're called. Isaiah knew it. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because He's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Our world needs good news. Come on, our world needs to know that, yes, there's devastation, but we've got a divine God. 
come on, that he's not out of control. He is quite frankly, clearly in control. We have a God that is able to make way where there's no way. We've got a God that in the brokenness of your life, He freely came through the gift of Jesus Christ and through one decision of our heart to believe in Him, we freely receive grace that changes everything in our life, that sets us apart. And while the natural seems like it's falling down, we don't live for the natural, we live for the eternal. And there's a reality of hope that we carry, peace that we have, a promise in our heart, and there's a purpose that we live for. Oh man, I told you I was going to settle down. I can't settle down. Come on, we're prophets. So to try and put the message, kind of constructed in order, I looked at David because I love when David was anointed as a 15-year-old, as a teenager. I love that. He's anointed, he's chosen. Samuel the prophet goes and anoints somebody else. Come on, we're called to bring the fragrance of heaven. We're called to bring the presence of God. So today when we anoint people, I'm believing that there is gonna be a personal call that comes upon your life. Maybe you already know your call. Maybe you know what God's commissioned you to. I'm believing in the name of Jesus that it's gonna be awakened. It's gonna be stirred. It's gonna be on fire. There's gonna be something that's gonna be fresh conviction. It doesn't matter how much it looks like it's not happening or it doesn't matter, whatever. I'm just believing there's gonna be a fresh call. See, when David was first anointed, he was called into the reality that he will become the king of Israel. He was declared to be king. Anoint the next king that is coming. And so David's anointing, and I love this because they... they Jesus, or God, sorry, says to Samuel on his way, he says, whatever you do, don't look at the outside appearance, look at the heart. And I felt God, when I was reading that this morning, I felt like God said, make sure you tell people, don't disqualify for yourself for what you think on the outside, for what you think you can see, for what you have in your eyes is gonna somehow disqualify you from what God has for your life. I'm telling you, nothing in the natural can disqualify the reality of what God has destined you for. Come on, the nat- God has destined you. You are here, you are alive, you are here today, 2022, for such a, you are watching at home for such a time as this. This is the reason, this is the time that God has destined us to be here. But the first anointing came as a personal call. And it says in 1 Samuel 16, 13, after they actually left David at in the field, he said, none of these big units here are actually it. Bring in the one that you've forgotten. And it said, so Samuel took the horn of oil because he saw him and the God said, that's my chosen one. He took the horn of oil, anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. And then Samuel went on to Ramah. I'm believing that today as we anoint people and every person that has a heart for us, we anoint you with oil. I'm believing in the name of Jesus that the fresh touch of the power of God is gonna come upon your life. In that moment, the Holy Spirit and power. See, when you're anointed with the oil of God, the oil of God represents God's holy anointing, His Holy Spirit. And so when the anointing comes upon you, it doesn't matter if you leave this room, it doesn't matter when you get off this altar, the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God goes with you. And wherever David went from that point, there was the power of God. There was the perspective of who God was in his life. There was the possibility. Didn't matter what giant came. Didn't matter what other obstacle came. Didn't matter that the king then before him tried to kill him. It didn't matter because the anointing was on his life. There was an ability to overcome and to step into what God had. The first anointing was a personal call. And you might say to me, what do you mean the first anointing? Do you know that David was actually anointed three times? 
And that's what I believe today. As we anoint every person with oil, I believe there's going to be like a, a, a hand of God in these three areas over our life. So number one, there's going to be a fresh awakening or an engagement of your personal call. Your personal call. Some of people, I don't know what my call is. It's not about trying to find it from others. It's about receiving it from heaven. I believe there's going to be a personal call that's going to come. The second anointing he has is actually about 15 years later, he's defeated Goliath. And he's gone on and he's got this motley crew and he's in the tribe of Judah. And basically they grab hold of him. And they basically in 2 Samuel 2, 4, it says, Then the men of Judah came to Hebron and there they anointed David king over the tribe of Judah. So firstly, he was anointed for his personal call. But secondly, he was anointed for his public commissioning. First, it was about a private reality of God. What have you called me to? Secondly, it was about God. What is the sphere that you've put me in that I'm called to be anointed in? And I want to tell every parent here, God wants you anointed for the reality that what He wants asks you to fulfill in your home. Every young professional here, God has anointed you for the environment that you're in. He's anointed you for your university. He's anointed young people for your high school. He's anointed you because He wants the sphere you to be in, not to be in the reality of our ability of what we see. He wants it to be under the covering of His anointing. He anoints us for His personal call, but He also anoints us for our public commission. We cannot do what God has asked us to do in our ability. It needs His anointing. It needs His anointing. I love that. It needs His anointing. We've got to go on. But the third thing He's anointed for, He's anointed then a few years later. And it says uh, that He was anointed by then the different tribes and He was made king over Israel. Israel. And I believe that the third anointing that we need, I believe the third anointing He comes is for our priestly cause, our priestly cause. So we have to understand that we are God's royalty. We have to understand that we are God's children. We have to understand that we actually are people who live in His kingdom. We are kids of the kingdom. We, we are children of God, right? We are not the natural that we see. We're not the last name that I carry. The name that I bear is the name of Christ. God says that I see you as I see Christ. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Come on, you are a royal priesthood. But the reality of a priest is not to look all good. It's not to stand here with a microphone. The, royal, the reality of a priest is to minister and to minister to people and to minister to God's work and to minister to His purpose. We talk about ministry and people in our government. They, you know, they're in ministerial positions. We've forgot what ministry positions look like. Ministry positions aren't supposed to be sitting in authority dictating. Ministry positions are supposed to be serving hands and feet, looking after, loving, caring, serving people. And I don't know about you, but I want to be awoken afresh in my ministry call. Come on, that whenever it feels uncomfortable, whenever I feel like giving up, that God's heart would be afresh in me. Come on, and that I would be willing going to the depths of the depths of the heights of the heights, wherever God says, I'll go. And that I would see people with a fresh heart that God has for them. I pray that you're capturing. I know I'm stirred and stuff like that, but seriously, I, I just feel like, come on, so many times, God, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? But I feel like God's saying, come on, it's not about what I want to just do to you. It's about what I want to do through you. It's too many people bound up. Too many people have been told. Your lot in life is what you have right now. It's rubbish. The enemy has lied for too long. We need some people to go out anointed. When you're anointed, you don't carry fear. When you're anointed, you're not bound by the flesh. When you're anointed, you don't, you know what is God said to Samuel? 
And this is the word that when I honestly, I didn't even have this plan. I literally just, I don't know why I jumped back to the start of Samuel 16, verse one. It says, God said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil. Because you're gonna go out and you're gonna anoint the king. And I felt like God say this and I tell you, I pray it comes out of my spirit right, but I feel like God is saying to us as children of God, fill your horn with oil. It's not enough to have empty oil. It's not a lift to live out of a place where is there enough, enough oil for me? Is there enough oil for my lamp? Is there enough oil so that my flame doesn't go out? No, would we be people that would be attached to the source of God, that the oil would never run dry? And we would see others that are dry and say, have my oil, I've got oil. You need oil, you need purpose, you need a passion, you need a call, you need a breakthrough, you need a healing. Here, I've got the oil. I've got the oil, my horn's full. I've been anointed, I know who I am in Christ. For the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. They will be called oaks of righteousness. Oh. <laughs> I felt like God say, you know what, Craig? Doesn't that align to what we're called to step into? Because we're not here to renovate a building. We're here to restore a city. I feel like God's saying some of the people that are gonna seem like they're prisoners right now, they're gonna be some of the build, biggest building blocks we've ever seen. They're going to be some of the, the, the brightest lights. Right now, they feel like they have no light. They have no purpose. I tell you, once they catch the anointing, once they realize who they are in Christ, once they've received their call, once they've realized that they're priestly, once they realize that there's a commission on the light, they're going to be the brightest lights. And they are going to re help rebuild this city, restore this city, turn it around. Come on, to outwork God's call. I've said it before, I'll say it again. We need God's anointing. His anointing does what we cannot do. So what we're gonna do, team, come and join me, please. What we're gonna do is we're gonna create room just for us to have time to worship, but then we're gonna have a team up the front and we're gonna invite everyone. Not gonna force anyone, but we are gonna invite everyone. We invite every single person to come and get anointed with oil. Just believing in the name of Jesus as we anoint you with oil, we're just gonna declare you set apart. We declare you're a prophet. Declare you're called by God. Declare that you are a priest, the great high calling. Declare that you are filled with the oil of heaven to be able to go and to step into. Declare that you're empowered with the supernatural. Declare that you're equipped with the authority of heaven. Love it, the Bible says as well, if any of you are sick, Get the priest to come and pray, anoint you with oil. I'm believing that if anybody's got sickness in their body, anybody's got sickness in their heart, anybody's got sickness in their mind and they're thinking right now, I'm believing healing's gonna happen. I'm believing there's gonna be a touch of God in this moment. It's a holy moment. Are you hungry for it? As I said, for those incredible people that are at home, and pray you capture my heart. Just know that in my spirit, all it is, I just don't want us to settle for anything less than what God has what God's promised. I want you to take a moment, if you can, anoint somebody next to you with you. Do that. Step into that moment in your home. Otherwise, be in a place of worship. But we're gonna worship. We're gonna worship for, for a couple of minutes. Just to allow our hearts to go to that place where it's personal. There's a personal exchange. There's a personal moment of hunger and reliance and desire for God. Then we're gonna open up and say, come on, it's time to come. Let's anoint people. I don't want you to take ages. I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to be hesitant. We're not a hesitant church to go and step into the things of God. We're after it. So just come 
And as you go, you're going to lead others and we'll all do that together and we're going to just keep worshipping. And I believe for full horns, come on, full lives, full spirits, full hearts with the anointing of God. You know, there was one requirement. There was one thing in the Bible when it came to the anointing that was an instruction. The Bible said, do not anoint those who are not holy. or Do not anoint those who are not of the faith. You know, that's, you go, oh, well, that's exclusive. No, I think it's a real healthy parameter that God puts in and says, hey, if, if you're not yet a believer, best to observe and see what God is doing and, and can increasingly open your heart. But I would shift that and say, you know what? We're gonna anoint people with oil, but I believe even before that moment, there's people here that you would say, well, I feel like I am disconnected from God. I am away from God. There's people at home, you, you say, you know what? The truth of it is, I don't know if I have a relationship with God or I've never knew I could have a relationship with God. And you know, the great work of the Holy Spirit, His first role in our lives is to actually let us know, hey, you're not right with God yet. And He doesn't do that out of a place of condemnation. He does that out of a place of, do you know the good news? Do you know that if you just believe, if you would just open your heart, that you would realise that for God so loved you that He sent His one and only Son. Come on, that whoever you are, whoever, you know that your belief in God would realise that He is not called to condemn you, but He wants to save you. He wants to set you apart. He wants you to know the hope of eternity in your heart, a relationship with Jesus. The old washed away, the new has come. So what I wanna do is before, I don't wanna say you're excluded. No, I just wanna make sure that you have the opportunity to respond so you're included. I don't want anyone to miss out. So in our church, in this house, if you're new, we do this every single service and it's incredible to see hearts out of their own place to say, God, I want you. God, I need you. I don't understand everything yet, but what I do know is I'm away from you, but I wanna invite you into my heart right where I am. And in that moment, hearts are changed. Healing comes. The Bible says the past is wiped away and you're set in the path and the purpose of God. All over this place at home, you know it's you because the Holy Spirit right now is moving in your heart. He's tapping you going, come on, that's you, that's you. Get right with God. You're not right. Get right, get right. Come home. Discover His love. The peace you're looking for, it's in Him. The freedom you've been looking for everywhere, it's nowhere, but can only be found in Jesus. Open your heart. Respond now. And if you know that God's knocking on your heart, asking you to respond to an invitation to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, whether for the very first time or you're coming back to Him all over this place with eyes closed right now. If that's you and you need to get right with God, I'm gonna ask you real quickly, but significantly, if you're saying, Craig, would you pray that I could know Jesus, that I could have my relationship restored? I would love to pray for you. And so I know who I'm praying for on the count of three. If that's you, just simply shoot your hand up if you're in the room. Otherwise, online, I want you to do the same. Just respond publicly in your own heart, in your own home. Surrender yourself to what God is about to do all over this place. One, He loves you so much. Two, it's no accident you're here. If that's you, three, just shoot your hand up right now. All over this room, say, yeah, that's me. Let me see you, congratulate you, honour you. I'm gonna pray together. It's fantastic. Awesome. Respond to what God's doing. Respond to the Holy Spirit. Awesome, fantastic. All right, let's pray together. Just join with everyone at home that's making that decision as well. Let's all say really loud, really proud. Let's say this with great conviction. Say, dear Jesus, today I invite you into my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Saviour. I make a decision to repent, to say I'm sorry for the life that I've lived on my own, away from you. And today I turn and I accept you as my Lord and Saviour. And I make a decision, I'm following you. I'm a follower of Christ. 
I'm a child of God. I am a believer. Thank You. Your grace is enough. Thank You that You died for me and You rose victorious, that I receive Your life for eternal salvation. I am set free from this day forward. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' Name, Amen. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.